friends, and welcome back to another episode of Oh, I'm Stoked podcast with your host, Caitlin. I am so excited for another episode and another Monday. I am recording today in my living room, and it is super cozy, so I lit a Christmas candle because I have really just been wanting Christmas to come around, and I have a little cup of hot chocolate, a big fuzzy blanket, and I am sitting in a big comfy chair that I brought from my house when I moved here for my apartment and I am just living it up. So I hope that this Monday morning, afternoon, maybe you're listening later in the week is just as cozy. Um, Maybe you're um, running errands or you're out for a run. Um, I hope that this episode resonates with you today. I was kind of blanking on what I wanted to talk about. I have so many interviews coming up and I know that they are going to be super helpful for you guys. So I just wanted to take maybe one of the last solo episodes to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart, something that I've struggled with, a bunch of other business owners that I know struggle with, as well as women in general. Um, I think that this topic is just, you know, so personal to so many women, and I really think that it's going to help you. So I'm very excited, and let's get into it. Okay, so to start off, I just wanted to update you guys on my life and what I've been doing recently. So as most of you probably know, I just recently got engaged to my sweet fiance, Logan, and we met at Grand Canyon University and we both got blessed with jobs out here in Arizona um, during COVID. So we are both, I work from home, but he does go into the office where they do socially distance as well as practice safe, um, you know, health protocols and things like that. But I just wanted to talk about our wedding planning and where that is at. So right now we are looking at venues, which is so fun. We um, are actually going to be getting married in California. So that is a little bit difficult planning a wedding in California from Arizona. So we have his mom helping us, which is just so much more than we could have asked for. Just having somebody there in California to run around and, you know, look at vendors or not vendors, but venues and look at florists or cake decorators or photographers and just do those little meetings for us because it is kind of expensive to go back to California for just a few days as well as tiring. So um, we are really looking into this venue um, in Valencia, which is right in between Bakersfield, which is where he's from, and then Orange County, where I'm from. So we are very excited. It is gorgeous. It's on a golf course and the reception area is just in this beautiful lodge looking um, building, which I'm very excited about. Um, So his mom's going to go look at that this upcoming Friday and I can't wait to see what she says. And that is just something that is going to be so nice to have booked because it is very stressful looking at venues and trying to find a good price point, a good location, as well as just something that encompasses the vision that you have for your wedding. That's a whole nother deal because, you know, you can't really get married on a farm but have like a super modern wedding. So it's definitely important to find a venue that matches your ideal theme. I'm really going for like a modern bohemian look. If you know my shop, Desert Willow Studio, this comes to no surprise. I think that um, just that like 
bohemian vibe is going to be very me and just, you know, Logan is okay, hopefully, <laughs> with anything that I choose. He kind of has just said that I really want you to be happy. So I am very excited to have that creative freedom. But it, we are going to possibly be getting married at the end of June, so it would be a summer wedding. So kind of finding colors that are, you know, bohemian and modern as well as summery is going to be not difficult, but, you know, just something to keep in mind. So that's been really fun. I'm also looking at a lot of photographers, which has been so fun and like you know I love seeing everybody's different perspectives on art and different perspectives on taking photos and there are so many talented people out there and I definitely know that I wanted to pick a smaller photographer maybe that you know doesn't have a zillion followers on Instagram or that is you know just starting out because I do want to like obviously give them our business as well as just support them in their dreams I think that is so important you know trying to find like a smaller bakery or a smaller florist or you know really shopping locally for my wedding is something that I'm definitely keeping in mind as well as um, sustainability I just think that those are a few things that I can do to you know make my mark not only on the earth but just in general um, a little bit lighter so that is where I am with wedding planning I don't know how many of you would want updates on this I as just you know a girl in general love wedding updates so I think that um, it just is really exciting for me but if you don't like wedding updates maybe just skip to like five minutes in and I'll just keep the wedding updates at the beginning so you guys can follow me along on my journey I actually actually just had a photographer, a wedding photographer, as well as um, a graphic designer. She does both reach out to me interested in um, doing an interview. So I would love to set that up with her. I'm going to be in contact with her. I am thinking of kind of like looking into a few more wedding vendors to interview because that is just such a huge market and there is so much knowledge that goes into it. And I'd love to hear their tips and their experiences, maybe with bridezillas or something like that. I think that would be really interesting. I know that my listeners are around like 17 to 25 and sometimes even um, early 30s. So I know that either you are maybe dreaming of getting married one day or you have been married and you just like to hear about other people's weddings and how that went. So yeah, that's just the little um, wedding update. So um, today I wanted to talk about comparison. So comparison is something that when I started my business, I dealt with it a lot and I didn't know where to go, who to talk to, what to even do, as well as just comparison in my own personal life is something that I've struggled with. And I feel like so many women and so many, you know, people in just general struggle with comparison because you know, like they always say, the grass is always greener on the other side. And I think they don't, you know, in school, they don't teach you how to cope with comparison or they don't teach you, you know, how to, you know, just stay in your own mental state. If this makes sense, this probably doesn't make sense. But, you know, just focusing on your own life. And that's so hard to do in a society with social media and things like that where you're just you 
share your life and you want to see what other people are doing and naturally you're going to compare their life with where you're at now. So I think that that is just something that as humans we do and we are going to always want to be better and strive to be better and I think that you know there is a healthy side to comparison. I think that growing up I had a sibling or I still have one, (laughs) my little brother. And, you know, as a parent for my mom and my dad, I'm sure it's hard not to compare the two because, you know, I was four years, I am four years older than him and I'm a girl and I did better in school and maybe he didn't, or I did sports and he didn't love sports. And as a parent, I'm sure you're just like, oh, like, why can't my son be more like my daughter? And, you know, that's just like, a little bit of a comparison that you're even born with. I know that a lot of siblings struggle with being compared to their older sibling or wishing that they were more like their younger sibling, more carefree and more forgiving. And I think that everyone is born uniquely themselves and we're all given our own traits, our own skills, our own, you know, characteristics and features. And I have really thought about it as I've grown older because throughout life, like my group of friends in high school, we didn't really date. So it wasn't ever like a worry where I was like, oh, I'm not dating or I'm not, I don't have a boyfriend and all my friends do. And I never really felt um, the need to compare myself, but I did always compare myself creatively. And my friends were very creative and very, they always took photos and they always did little styled shoots and they loved going to LA and taking a bunch of photos. And I was um, just very self-conscious of my body at the time, so I didn't want to go on photo shoots and I didn't want to go take pictures for hours on end um, because that's just not something that made me comfortable because I was comparing myself to them and I was comparing the way that I looked or, you know, my, I can't take photos like they do. And I really think that it just came with a lack of not being able to see what I was good at at the time. Because some people are blessed with finding their skills very early on. Like in high school, people will go like, oh, like when did you start painting? And they're like, oh, in junior high or like in elementary school, I really found my love for painting. And now today, now that I'm 23, people will go like, oh, when did you start, you know, um, taking photos and somebody will go, oh, back in high school. And, you know, some people are blessed, but some people have a longer journey to finding what they're good at. And I think that that is one of the first things that you need to know is not everybody is on the same page when it comes to, you know, their creativity or finding themselves or finding their skill set. I think that that is something that I wish would just come immediately. You know, I would go, oh, I just wish that I knew how to get this pattern down for my macrame. Or I just wish that I could edit my photos like this girl because she's so amazing at editing photos. And, you know, a lot of the times what they're not going to tell you is that took time. (laughs) It takes time to learn all those things and it takes practice. And a lot of the times people put um, on a show and they don't share those things with the world. And it is just very important to always be transparent with your audience. And, you know, I mean, you don't always have to, because I know a lot of people are okay with just 
showing their final product and that being that. And they don't want anyone to see the process that went into it because they want it to look natural. And I think that is great. If that's what you want to do, go ahead because I can't tell you how to live your life. But I know it has become very normal for people to share the process and to celebrate the process and to encourage one another throughout the process of getting to your ultimate goal. And so I think, you know, as well as not comparing yourself in the beginning because somebody else might have found their perfect skill or their dream before you, but also not being afraid to share where you're at is something that I have learned and being very transparent with your audience or with your friends. And because ultimately, if they're really truly caring about you, they will support you in your journey. And you really want that support and that encouragement when you're learning a new skill or when you're learning how to do something, because I am a strong believer in community and you You might not be able to learn things by yourself and you might need help and you might need to reach out to people and that is okay. Don't feel like you are losing or that you are, you know, you're not going to make it or that, you know, you're cheating because you're asking for help. I definitely think that that is um, a lie and that that is um, totally false. So don't feel like you're cheating if you ask for help. So in terms of relationships, um, I don't want to get too deep just because I do think that there is an amount of respect and um, sacredness that you keep within your relationships and that you don't share. But I did want to share that just there are so many comparisons that can come across when you are in a relationship, especially like I've mentioned with social media. I think that so many people are just like, oh, look how perfect they look or look how happy they are or especially in captions as well. It's so easy to just be like, I'm so in love with you and I can't imagine a day in my life without you and things like that because like so many people have said, Instagram is just a highlight reel of people's lives. You're not going to see the ups and the downs and I do think that there are plenty of people out there trying to change that and trying to really make their lives a little bit more real and sharing those ups and downs, but no one is subject or no one has to do that. And I really think that it is up to your discretion to what you want to share um, to the, with the world because I do think there is a, um, just a lot of mental health um, that can come with social media, but I think it can really benefit you not oversharing because there are some things that, you know, you're totally allowed to keep to yourself. Um, so by the way, if my roommate walks in, I will pause the recording because I am in the living room. But um, yeah, so with relationships, just know that even with my own relationship, I used to compare myself so much to other couples that I saw on Instagram, my friends from high school or other friends in college, and just be like, wow, their relationship looks so effortless or they just look so good together or they look so happy. And I just thought like, why can't that be me? Like, because with my relationship, there was a lot of work that I had to put into it. And there was a lot of you know, things that we had to learn and we grew together and we overcame it. And 
I might not talk about that on social media. So no one's going to know all the struggles we went through or all of the growing we did together or all of the lessons that we've learned together. So I think that not comparing yourself in terms of your relationship is just important to keep in mind. And it's so much easier said than done. I mean, it's just so easy to say, oh yeah, I'm not going to compare myself. I'm going to be happy. I love my relationship. But you know, it just it happens and it sneaks in and it's just inevitable. So I think um, one of the things that, sorry, that was a text. (laughs) Um, One of the things that really helped me was um, having a little bit of boundaries with um, social media. So whether that was, you know, at when I'm spending time with Logan, putting my phone away, or when I'm going, when I'm having a hard time looking or seeing other people's relationships, just exiting out of of Instagram and maybe watching a YouTube video. Like I know that it might be hard to put your phone away and pick up a book. So don't do that. Maybe just switch the apps. I think that that is super helpful and that really helped me just kind of like nip the problem in the bud and move on. So it definitely is going to take practice. It's not going to happen overnight and definitely confide in a friend or confide in your parents or even with your significant other. Um, Just tell them like, hey, I'm really struggling comparing our relationship or where we are with people that I see on social media or people that I know and work through that with them. I think Logan and I actually just signed up for premarital counseling through our church and we're very excited. Um, It's something that we know is very important when going into a marriage. And I've actually heard statistics that um, the rate of divorce goes down by, I think, almost 50% for those who do premarital counseling. So it is so helpful and such a need. And I think Logan and I are very much open books, but I think that just having um, an accountability partner for maybe a week or two, I don't know how long the um, course will last, but I think it's just going to help us facilitate a better conversation and be able to be really open with each other about our expectations for marriage, what we've experienced in the past with our family's marriages, as well as what we look forward to in the future for our marriage. So I'm very excited for that and I will keep you posted maybe on how that emotionally um, either supported me or maybe wrecked me. (laughs) I doubt it'll be that, but we'll see. So um, yeah, I do want to kind of transition now into talking about comparison in business. So um, I know that this has been something that people ask about, people struggle with, they create TikToks on it, and I don't think there is any amount of words that can just go into encouraging somebody to not worry about the competition. So I will tell you a little bit about me. When I started my business, I was kind of like, what can I do to stand out? Because that was like my biggest concern. I was like, I don't want to be like all the other macrame makers. I want to be myself. I want to be me. I want to stand out and I want people to go, wow, like this is really different. And I realized it is very hard to stand out in the market. It's very hard to come up with original content and original ideas and original patterns 
So I started with what I love, and I think that that is what really helped. I picked colors that represented my personality. I picked themes and ideas that represented things that I value myself. And I think looking inwards instead of outwards when you're starting your business is so helpful. Don't look at maybe what people are posting about or what all the other people in your market are doing. Look at yourself and look at what you value. And I promise people will follow and people will find that and they'll be like, wow, like I really value love and positivity and uplifting words on my page and I really want to follow you. So, you know, just I think looking inwards and finding what I was passionate about and what I valued when creating my business really helped. Another thing that I kind of did in the very beginning was I did look at my competitors and I was like, okay, what are they doing that is successful and how can I make that my own or make it better? So you, I never, and I hopefully will never directly copy somebody. I think that that is, you know, not only disrespectful, but it can come off rude and lazy. And I do think that, you know, there are ways to be successful and be original. I don't think that taking somebody's idea and making it your own, maybe because you have a larger audience, you might get more sales or your product might take off. But was that really ethical? Was that very um, smart of you to do? Probably not. So um, I know that there are, you know, so many ways you can get educated on your competitors. You could go on Etsy and you can scroll through your keywords that you use for your product and see what other people are doing. And I, I do think that it is smart to be um, very you know, educated on what others are doing within your market, but don't become obsessed with it. Um, because I just looked up the quote, but comparison is the thief of joy. And I thought that was a Bible verse, but it actually Theodore Roosevelt said it. So um, I just, I really do believe that. And I really do think that it is, um, you know, if you become obsessed with comparing yourself to others' success or others' um, products or their branding or things like that, it is really going to, you know, ruin, not ruin you from the inside out. That sounds very intense, but you're just going to become hyperly, hypersensitive to it. And I really think that there are ways for you to be successful and to overcome those things on your own. So um, I just want to encourage you to not be afraid of your competition because I do think the fact that you have a small business is um, so strong of you and it is so empowering having another, you know, side hustle or a full source of income that you support yourself with. I think that's amazing when women are able to have a small business that they literally do this for their full-time job. Like that is my goal. I am so looking forward to the day where I can quit my job. Just kidding. Like not really. Um, like I love my job right now, but but being able to, if I had to move for my husband's job, um, have my small business. So I just think um, being educated on your competitors but not being obsessed with them is very important. And another thing I just read on, I think it was an entrepreneur article, um, they suggested what's one of these, the um, 
Ryder did was he actually called up some of his competitors or he emailed his competitors or asked them if he could sit down with them and chat. And I think that is very bold and very brave. And um, because I do struggle with, you know, um, I, I kind of struggle with acknowledging my competitor's success. Um, it is very hard sometimes to do a stock restock and then it not go as he planned, but then see this other shop owner with a successful restock and they're packing so many orders and you're just like over here with zero orders and you're like, okay, like, you know, and, but I've found that I am so much happier when I support my competitors. There's a few fiber artists, um, on Instagram that I've kind of um, befriended and it is just so nice to instead of sitting in bitterness or sitting in um, just self-doubt and stress um, congratulating them and you know cheering them on and you know maybe asking like hey do you have any tips for being more successful or hey do you would you mind sharing your shipping process or i don't know little little things like that of course it's always up to their discretion what they want to share they never have to share anything um i personally have never asked anyone yet um what their process is um i think that you know there are women out there or and there are business owners who are totally okay with sharing um, their process or things like that. And I think that that is very, you know, that is totally up to them. So you can totally ask other small businesses um, their opinions or I really think when I was talking with Hadley um, last week, was it last week? Yeah, I think it was last week. <laughs> when I was talking to her, she was like, I love it when people are like, hey, I have two different prints that I really want to put out, but I don't really know which one my customers are going to respond best to. What is your opinion? Or I have two different suppliers I'm looking into and I don't really know which one is going to be the best option. Would you mind giving your opinion? I think that is such a great way to come across it and to really present it to another person um, because it's not coming off like, hey, I just want to use your expert opinion and I'm going to go make a bunch of money. <laughs> so I think respecting somebody else's shop and somebody else's journey is huge and they're really going to appreciate it because they're going to go, wow, this girl is so, first of all, like, you know, confident in asking me for help. She is not just, you know, cowering in the corner, wondering how in the world is she going to, you know, make an Etsy, make a sale this week, but she is asking for help. And I think that's amazing. And there are so many groups that are, um, on Facebook or they are on Instagram or there are, um, you know, whatever, like, uh, group me chats that you could join possibly that are just other small businesses supporting one another. I am a part of this little small business community called small businesses of faith. And we have a little Instagram chat and we share our posts and we share our struggles and we support one another. And that has just been such a great way to really kill the spirit of competition and comparing um, ourselves to each other. And we are just, you know, so, so supportive of one another. And I just really love that. So I encourage you, if you have been stuck in comparison, to seek out community. I really think that that is something that will help um, not solve your problem because, I mean, it's going to take some practice, but it's really going to help you be able to 
um, move along and heal from that comparison because I do think that it's not something we are meant to do. (laughs) It's definitely something that can be a burden on owning a small business because you always worry about what people are thinking about your business or that you could be doing something better. So I really encourage you to seek out community. I mean, you're welcome to go like my page on Instagram or like my page on Instagram. (laughs) Follow my page on Instagram um, at Desert Willow Studio and send me a message if you're struggling with comparison. I would love to talk about it or you can message me on my podcast Instagram at oh, I'm Stoked Podcast, um, and I would love to chat with you and support you in any way that I can because I really don't want any small business owners to feel alone or feel like they do not have the support of somebody else who understands what they're going through. I love, um, I think her name's Alina um, with, uh, what is her handle um mad cool usa she also lives here in arizona and she is the sweetest woman and she has really helped support me and give me her opinion and um encouraged me with product launches and she actually makes my bucket hats that i sell and i just really love her friendship and i think that if you can find a small business friend that you can chat with um it is so nice to just be able to have somebody else to bounce ideas off of and things like that because I know um, some people just don't get it. They don't understand that, you know, picking the perfect color for your business cards matters to you. <laughs> some people are just like, oh, just pick a color and get over with get over get over it. And I'm just like, no, like it has to be the perfect color and I want somebody to chat about it with. So don't be afraid to reach out. I would love to chat with you guys to support you through this. And I think that This episode has just been so helpful for me to talk about, to get it off my chest. I really hope that this helped you or encouraged you in some way. Um, This episode's probably not as long as the other ones, but I um, was just kind of didn't have too many notes. I wanted to really just speak from my heart and to share what I was thinking. So um, yeah, that's kind of it for today. I hope that um, you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to check back in with you guys next week. I do have kind of an exciting um, announcement. My fiance and I are starting a YouTube channel. So he has been doing YouTube for I think about two It's either two or four years. I think he started his senior year of high school. So I think it's been, it can't be five years. That would be crazy. But I know he's been YouTubing for a long, long time. And we are transitioning his YouTube channel into um, a couple's YouTube channel. So we're going to be doing vlogs. We're going to be vlogging the wedding process. We're going to be, I'm going to vlog. I'm trying on dresses next weekend back in California. So I'm going to vlog that journey and I'll definitely talk about it on the podcast if I have the time to. It is going to be so much fun. We're going to be talking a little bit about um, our relationship and our faith and how God has really helped us um, throughout our relationship. So if you guys want to um, definitely check in on us um, soon, I don't know what we're going to be naming the page yet, so I'll keep you guys posted. But that's just a little sneak peek of what we've been working on. So I hope you guys have a great Monday and don't forget to stay stoked. Bye.